I'm Brett Carter. Thanks for choosing this KAXE KBXC conversation. We are member-supported radio, a national public radio affiliate in northern Minnesota. We need your support for our radio broadcasts, our online content, and our podcasts. Become our member today at kaxe.org, and thanks for listening. My name is Tracy Bartholomew. And I'm Kyle Bartholomew. And we're on-air volunteers at Northern Community Radio. What you're about to hear is a podcast by our son, Nate Bartholomew. Nate is 18 years old, and he has autism. Like many people with autism, Nate has pronounced areas of weakness and strength. We are happy that Nate is able to communicate verbally, but he clearly has a unique tone and choice of words. Nate loves to read and study history, but we were still surprised when he accepted the offer to do this podcast, as he normally keeps his verbal communications to the bare minimum. After going through the revision and editing process with Nate, hearing his voice so loud and clear, and hearing the excitement in his voice has been very emotional for us and for everyone who knows Nate. We are so proud and happy that Nate was willing to share his passion for Air and Range history with all of us. Take it away, Nate. You are listening to KAXC's and KBXC's Youth Radio Podcasts on 91.7 in Grand Rapids, 9.5 in Bemidji and KAXC.org. My name is Nate Bartholomew. I am 18 years old and a junior at Grand Rapids High School. I like to read about history, presidents, politics, geography. Some of my favorite books are then and now books decided to do the same with some art local Iron Range town. I started by taking a ride with my mom across Iron Range to explore some mining towns in Minnesota according to Minnesota Historical Society. Many of these towns started as locations which pings of houses built near mining sites intended to provide housing for a large number of mining employees. We started off in Coleraine, Minnesota. It's named for Thomas Cole, businessman in the mining industry. As we turn into Roosevelt Avenue, there are quite a few empty stores and buildings a funeral chapel is still open and there is a bar and grill. Right on Roosevelt Avenue is Greenway High School. It, it is named after John C. Greenway, who is a writer and a friend of President Roosevelt. The elementary school is, is a block away. Van Dyke Elementary School sits 
right next to Longyear Park, which has the gazebo that the Coleraine City Band plays in during the summer months. I make my mom stop at all buildings that are on the National Register of Historic Places, and we check out the Carnegie Library, which is still used as a public library, although most of the stores on Roosevelt Avenue are empty. There is a mining research lab run by University of Minnesota Duluth. Next to Coleraine, across the highway is Bovee. As you come to Bovee, you pass the Enstrom Studio Building, which is the home of Picture Grace. It was established as the Minnesota State Photograph in 2002. The building was for sale not long ago. The building is currently in use. As we turn to 2nd Street, I noticed that although Wolvie is smaller than Coleraine, where of the stores and business still open, there are antique stores, cafes, and record store gift shops, and a tattoo parlor, and above the city hall, and public libraries are also on the street. The building is also on National Register of Historic Places, so I make my mom stop so I can read the sign too. There is a school building in Bonville that was previously the Carner Jasper Middle School. It closed in 2012. Bonville students attend school in Coleraine. Next, we drive to Takenite which is established in 1907, with mines located on either side of the city. As we come into town, there is Foundation Christian School in what looks like an older school building, the scrapyard with old machines in it, outdoor skating rink, a few bars in City Garage, a post office and community center with a playground. Next up is Marble, Cartoon, Minnesota Historical Society, where's homestead claim is Marble in 1888 by Albert F. Gross of Duluth, which is became the Gross Marble Mining Company property according to 2000 census per capita income for the city was 14,620. As we come into town, there are some stores, sheds, and baseball field. There are some churches and buildings that are empty and no longer used. There is a bar a research company and the playground in Marlins, Radcliffe's Park. There is a newer building that has the city hall, community hall, and a public library. Its old school is currently being used at the early childhood center. I noticed the names of the streets 
all female names. I'm not sure why what Roosevelt's daughters were named. Ellison Apple and his first wife's name is Ellis. Maybe another Theodore Roosevelt connection. Unlike another small town, highways goes right through killing you met. However, all the businesses are vacant, including a car dealership, gas station, and a auto care center. There is a saloon and a top two place. Kilmet has a village hall along the, with the public library still in use. And located Kilmet is Hill Annex Mine State Park. I know that Nashua used to have a grand movie theater according to Itasca Historical Society. Apparently you could bring an old tire to burn in the furnace to, and get in free to see a movie. There are many more businesses in Nashua than in other towns, gas stations, auto parts store, and couple bars, chiropractor, construction store, cafes, insurance agency, photography studio, this dentist, laundry mat, and a grocery store. There's a newer police and fire department building. There's a neat old brick building. It has American Legion and National City offices. The Nashua King One High School is still in use, but children go to elementary school in Kiwan. Kiwan has a total of two and two point eight eight square miles. There's a fire hall and elementary school and auto repair store and skate park and gas station and an insurance agency and a couple bars. There are a lot of vacant stores of Kiwan. To find out more about what these small Iron Range towns used to be like and the needs of the Iron Range towns today, I talked to Albert Allen Goodick. Mr. Goodick started working for Hannah Mining Company in 1965. Misabi Chief Mine in Kiwan. He has lived in Goodland, Pingili, Vovi, and is currently a resident of Marwell. His grandparents live in Nashwalk, which is he also visited during his childhood. Mr. Goodick is also a Marvel City Councilor. Well, I, I had several jobs from a laborer to a janitor at times when I didn't have enough seniority to do anything. And then I progressed and I went in to be a millwright. And I did a lot of construction work at Butler Taconite and National Steel as well. We would repair anything that was broke. Okay. You know, and I kind of specialized in the heavy equipment, um, like your ball mills and stuff like that. And, yes. and and then I was kind of a, it didn't bother me to be up in the air, so I was always on a construction crew, you know, so I'd be putting in beams and all kinds of stuff up in the air, and, you know, stuff that the other people wouldn't want to do. 
But when I was in the natural ore mines, like the iron ore, like you like, I was a sampler, a laborer, a truck driver. You did every week. You might be doing something different. You know, the mines were good to me. Mining was good to me. I, I ask Mr. Good Dick if people who work in the mines today gain the same skills who those that work in the mines in the past. Not even close. I also ask Mr. Gurdick what these small iron range towns used to be like. When I was a young man, even a child, in Kiwatin, there was polling alleys, there was movie theaters, there was grocery stores, there was lots of churches, there was restaurants, there was a, it was called M&M, it was a men's shop, you could go buy men's clothing. Uh, the Catholic Church was a beautiful Catholic Church, it shut down now. Lots of stuff that used to be there that aren't there anymore. All these towns, most of the towns had two schools. So you had a high school and a grade school. And the ones in Kiwatin, I don't know if there's, there could be one left in Kiwatin, but they tore the junior high down. I graduated in Ashwalk, and there was a high school, and they tore one down there, and you know, and now, now they're getting, Coleraine and Nashwalk are together, and Marble School is only a preschool. So yeah, there was a lot of schools, a lot of churches, and all, you know, and a lot of gas stations and garages and you know, just everything. All the towns we visited on our small road trip across the range, it has a post office that's still in use, only town in a, with a high school and elementary school is cold rain. There are no public elementary middle or high schools in Taconite Marble or Carolyn you met. Those schools had closed and combined with other neighboring schools that are no movie theaters and no bowling alley. Only Colorado and Nashville has a grocery store. That, that building is vacant. It used to be a heating building. Um, I'm not sure what this one was. That's vacant. I mean, there's nothing in marble. The garage that we had in town, they tore that down, dug the tanks out. If you go to Calumet, there's two gas stations in Calumet. Both of them are shut down. There's Calumet that's, I think all they have is a bar. You know, is, is all there is there. I'm a veteran and there was nothing in marble here for kids when I moved to marble. And another veteran, I, his name is Alvin Vyth, we got together and says, we gotta do something for these kids in town. So I went door to door, I went business to business and asked for money to build a park. And the little park that you see, Kitty Corner right here, okay. that veterans park, that's what him and I built. But there used to be the grocery store in Kiwant, it was called Michalich's. I remember that and you know, um, I mean, if you go over to Bovee, they've got the Four Seasons Market and Bob's IGA is there yet, but otherwise, Nashwalk's got a grocery store. But otherwise, there's, as a matter of fact, Nate, there's whole towns that aren't there anymore. I mean, there was a town called Cooley. Cooley, it's, the whole town is gone. I mean, if I go by and my truck will sometimes show me on my GPS, it'll say Cooley, and it's not there anymore. Cooley, Minnesota, was 
located between Calumet and Nashwalk, according to John Britton, who has a PhD in industrial heritage and archaeology from Mexican Technological University. Cooley was a location serving the Butler Brothers Mining Company's Quinn Mine. There is nothing left other than some old roads. Have to look closely for, according to Minnesota Historical Society, the process of closing up locations began in the 1920s due to increased costs of operating the location. There is also increased automobile ownership, which is meant homes didn't need to be so close to the mines. One of the more interesting things these towns in the Hilton Annex Mine State Park, however, in, even that's in jeopardy. Everybody I know that goes there enjoys it. We're fighting to keep that open. You know, yeah, we're fighting for that, you know. I also, Mr. Goodick, thinks that residents of these towns have right in, in their mining history. I hate to say it, but, and, and Doug will back me on this, Marble right now is probably mostly um, rental homes because they go so cheap, they're, you know, and we don't, these people don't have, the other day, we had right on our main street a drug overdose in the middle of the day. Somebody shot up heroin someplace in a house. They were driving down the street and the passenger went out. So they had to stop cops, ambulance, you know. And we find needles in on our streets, you know. And it's, no, I don't think people have pride. I, I don't think they do. I asked also Mr. Gurdick what he thinks this town needs to survive. For the economy to come back a lot and for American steel to go into American manufacturing instead of you know, all the other steel companies worldwide dumping their iron here and making our cars. But you know, the new businesses that are coming into these small towns are like tattoo parlors and which I'd like to see come into Marble, but you know, I, we need businesses. I don't care what they are. Marble needs a water tower. We can't afford a cop. And, and we've got old ladies that live right here on this street. They're so secure. They're living off their husband's social security who passed. Okay. I can't raise their taxes. I, you know, but I can't run a town with no money. Is there a future for these towns? Very interesting. This mining. You know, there's there's a future here, I think. I hope. Looking at these towns, hearing about their history and listening to current problems brings up a lot of questions. I don't know the answers. I do think we should be proud of the history of the Iron Age. I think we really need to save the Hill Annex Mine State Park do know Marvel really needs a water tower. Thank you for tuning in 
to you in radio on 91.7 KAXE and 9.5 KBXE. I appreciate you listening to my show and I hope you keep coming back to hear more from Young Voices Northern Community Radio. This program is supported by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund, helping to keep radio rockin', relevant, and real. I'm Nate Bartholomew, wishing you all the best.